Welcome to the show. Great to have you. To my regular listeners, you already know how to do it. I get right into it. And today, we are going to talk a little bit about the difference between interesting and being interested. We're going to go, we're going to take you from just being an interesting person to just doing something that is interesting to somebody or, or okay, that's something that's pretty interesting. If you're talking in terms of just kind of conversation. Someone tells you, oh, yeah, that's interesting. You see something out in the world. Oh, that's interesting. Versus versus you or anybody else being actually interested in moving forward, interested in something, meaning that they're actually interested in doing the thing for themselves. They actually see it as a, they see it as something that they want to be a part of. Like you go to the grocery store, you see a ton of different things and it's like, oh yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. But there's something I, I came here specifically for a, a glass of milk or for, uh, for some milk for my son, for my milk, for my baby. I'm interested in this flavor of infamil. I'm interested in this brand of milk, right? I'm interested versus the other stuff that I'm looking at on the shelf being interesting to me. So we want to, I want to talk to you a lot about, I want to talk to you. I want to take a deep dive. We're going to do a deep dive in terms of how you go from interesting, from just being interested to actually getting someone interest, interested in what you're doing. Because there's a lot of interesting things out there. And in many ways, when you're out there, especially, especially if you're a listener to this show for any lengthy period of time, you have something going on in your mind. You have something going on in your heart. You have a business. You have a way of life. You have something that you're doing that a lot of people would look at and say, man, that's really interesting. And it becomes a whole lot more challenging to find interested people, right? Because the majority of people that whenever they, whenever they're, whenever they don't want to move forward with something, whenever they are looking to stay in their comfort zone, whenever it's those folks who are the, the 99% of the people out there who are constantly looking for a comfort zone, looking for a place to hide, whenever they're approached or breached, with something that's something new that somebody's doing that's, that's going to require any level of thinking, any level of creative thinking whatsoever, the first word that's going to come out of their mouth, I'm just telling, I know, I know this for a fact, the very first word, the very first words, I should say, that are going to come out of their mouth is, oh, I'm not interested. <laughs> Actually, in fact, I did, it, I did an entire episode a couple weeks back, a couple weeks back, talking about you know someone saying they're not interested versus someone saying they're not ready so this is going to actually kind of be a piggyback to it off that where you as the person that's controlling the idea controlling the situation controlling the conversation controlling whatever it is your approach is 
you're going to go from interesting to actually getting someone interested, interested in what you're doing. And the key to it, the key to it, to be 100% honest with you, is to start to develop a habit, a daily habit of being interesting. All right. You, the, the main thing, the main takeaway from the entire, and I'm, you know, I'm going to talk to you as always, I'm going to talk to you about a few examples of what I mean when I say that. But the main thing that you should take away that you should jot down at this particular point, if you can jot it down, if you can just kind of mental note what I'm telling you, what I'm going to tell you throughout this entire episode, it's you always, no matter what, you always have to be interesting. All right. If you want to get in, if you want to have a chance of getting people interested in the work that you're doing, getting people interested in what you're about, getting people interested into following your work, you have to always be interesting no matter what the situation recalls you can you do not have the luxury of spending a moment in that space in that place of okay i'm just a normal person no that that's why you see all of these famous there's you know a huge amount a huge amount of famous folks out there who have gone on and they had to have stage names they have to come up with an interesting Stay like right here. I, I'm even using the word myself. They have to come up with an interesting stage name, like a Jay Z, right? Like a Eminem or like a Bon Jovi. I'm not even sure if Bon Jovi's that's their real name, but it just sounds interesting, right? Like uh, Aerosmith, whatever it is, and then Apple, Steve Jobs, whatever it is, whatever the whole thing is, you have to come up with an interest, something in that's going to get that's going to be interesting to people. All right. And and, and in terms of just to recap, in terms of what we're talking about, we're talking about going from interest going from being interesting to be to getting someone interested. And here's the first like one of the first lessons that I got when it comes to this particular topic. It was when I was still in college. I was still I was still in my I was in my last semester. I was in my last semester at Stony Brook University. And one of the things that I actually did during that last semester is I volunteered in the football offices. I was a football, I was a walk-on football player at Stony Brook University. And I volunteered in the, co- in, you know, the, basically I was a volunteer coach, volunteer assistant, you know, just helping out in the office. I was basically a part of the staff during that last spring semester, during spring ball and all that kind of stuff, right? And I had the opportunity to, Listen to Coach P, who was the who was the head coach at Stony Brook University. At least as of this recording, he is the head coach at Stony Brook University. I had the opportunity to listen to him talk to him, one of his assistant coaches about a certain recruit. There was a certain recruit, I believe it was a either a slot receiver who was okay on film. You know, he he wasn't just popping out on film, but he was definitely a player that there was a possibility there were there were some possibilities in which coach p would offer him a scholarship right so as as coach p watched the film and he was going over what he wanted coach hatch coach hatch was the assistant coach at the time what he wanted coach hatch to do and how he wanted the coach hatch to handle the situation with the recruit coach p said to him he said look just keep him interested all right keep him interested and as we break down and as we move forward in that and move forward, that is the, the that is the mindset and the frame of mind that I want you to have moving forward. And in order for you to keep anybody interested, you have to consistently be interesting. Just like, you know, again, at a, at a place like Stony Brook University, 
for them to keep anybody interested, they have to have an interesting, an interesting approach. And they have to, they have to constantly make upgrades to their facilities. They gotta constantly make upgrades to their locker room. They gotta constantly make upgrades to their uniforms. Things that a recruit would, things that would be interesting to a recruit, right? That's why you always see, again, if we're talking about college football, you always see these big shoe companies coming in, creating different uniform types, creating different helmets, because all of that shit is interesting to a lot of recruits and it's going to keep them interested. All right. So how do we translate the way the way that translates into your world, the way that that translates into the world of the regular, the actual person just going out, the regular Joe person or or anybody that's actually listening to me right now that is trying and as a listener to the show you're trying to get across your bridge you're trying to maximize your potential you're trying to go places in which that has never been seen you're trying to do some absolutely major major things in your life and in order for you to do that in order for you to do that again you have to adopt that philosophy all right but as you're adopting that philosophy and you're you're continuing to be interesting ask yourself here's here's the big question Ask yourself, what's in it? What is in it for the person that I'm perspective at, my prospective client? How does my prospective client get better because of the work I'm doing? How does my prospective client, how does the person that I'm hoping will buy my stuff in abundance and buy it again and then buy it again and they go tell a friend and then that friend and, and that person's gonna buy this and buy this. How does that person benefit from what it is I'm doing, all right? If you, if again, make sure whatever it is you're doing, make sure you obviously you're staying interesting, but for, for people to be really interested, like making, like making it so they wanna make a purchase, you gotta ask yourself, you gotta put yourself in their shoes and say, what are they gonna get and how is it going to benefit them? And bigger question, why would they want it from me? Why would they want it from me? And asking yourself that last question is really going to make it so your work is really, really starting to get interesting and you're, you're going to constantly challenge yourself to stay creative, all right? So here's, here's what actually got me on this topic because it is playing out. It's actually a, something that's playing out in my own life in real time. And it, it's what kind of got me thinking about, you know, the word interesting and, you know, the things that I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. So. For those of you who do not know, I currently, I am in, from when I started this podcast, I was a trainer at a company named Nine Round, in which I was required to be very motivating. I was, what was required of me is that I come up with different ways to motivate and work people out every single day. The next position I had, I was a teacher. I, I was a teacher at a company named Kindercare Learning Centers. And currently, I work for a different learning center named the Creative Center of Education, right? The Creative Center of Education, all right? And I just recently, just this past week, and, you know, I went through, you know, again, just the name in itself. I, I did an I did a episode previously about the differences between the learning centers in which I worked for and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you want to dive deeper into that, just go and check that episode out. But this past week, I finally got an opportunity to sit down with the founder of the entire learning center. His name is Bob Hammond, right? 
And the, the reason we were, we actually had the opportunity, you know, this wasn't planned. We had the opportunity to sit down because my, there was some things going on with my paymaster, just, you know, complications, complications going on when you're brand new to an establishment, there was something wrong with my actual account and stuff like that. And I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to do something when it came to the, when it came to the payment, when it came to, uh, when it came to getting my pay statements and when it came to my account, the account in which you get your pay stubs and all that kind of stuff, I was, I wasn't able to log into that place for whatever reason. Right. So he and I, he and I spent about 20 to 30 minutes trying to figure it out, trying to figure out what the problem was because it was a big technical issue and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I got an opportunity again, this is me, brand new employee. I haven't even been there for, well, at least as of this recording, I just made a full month. I've been there officially for about roughly a little bit over a month and some days at this point. And we, he and I finally had an opportunity to have a sit down face to face, a, a straight up face to face dialogue. Right. <laughs> and as we're trying to figure this thing out, he looks at me, he goes, here's the first question he asked me. He goes, so you're a trainer too, huh? <laughs> because, you know, as, you know, people who, people like, you know, the Bob Hammers of the world, they, you know, other people handle all the hiring for them. They get a chance to see the resumes and, you know, they basically trust their staff because it's a startup school. So, you know, they don't have time to hire every single person. They themselves have a very, very busy schedule when it comes to getting tours, when it comes to organizing meetings with donors and all that kind of stuff. It's a challenge for them to go and look at every single applicant. So they got to trust the staff. They got to trust the staff that they put together, that they're going to hire, pun intended here now, that, that, that the staff will hire interesting people that will be great for the kids and great for the school and great for the community, right? So he only thing he knows about me really is that he has my resume. So everything I laid out to you when it came to the training and the learning centers and all the stuff I'm doing in the sports and fitness world and stuff like that, he only is reading it based on the resume, based on the resume that he has received that was printed out or emailed to him or whatever it was, right? So he and I finally have a conversation, finally have a conversation face-to-face in his office, direct dialogue, man-to-man, looking each other in the eye the whole nine. And he goes, so... Your personal trainer, I'm like, yeah, I don't consider myself a personal trainer. I'm more so of a fitness consultant because I don't have any real certifications to be a trainer. I have a very, I'm very passionate about fitness. I live a very active lifestyle, run every morning, that kind of stuff, right? And so the the next question he asked me, which is what I this is really what got me on today's topic, was he goes, so you have books out too? <laughs> because listen, when I when I first heard about the Creative Center of Education. I, yes, I immediately thought about how I can move my books, how I can sell my books and make it require reading and all that. But those are, that's, there's a process to doing that. And I'm going to get to that in a second, but I didn't go around just flexing and trying to sell a book to every single person I met. I didn't, I didn't try to do that because I was so, I really wanted to work for those learnings. And I loved, I loved everything that they were about for the kids. It's just like I told him, you know, it's a place in which I would, I personally, when I start having kids, I would personally love to send my kids to a place like this that makes reading, makes reading the priority, makes it so kids that come to the school are able to read and then they're able to figure out whatever it is they want to figure out as they move on to the later stages. So, 
I didn't spend a whole lot of time put, putting my book or promoing, promoing the books that I have. I just knew that eventually, you know, the conversation was going to come up and I knew that the right person having that conversation with the right person is what it's going to be all about. Right. So he asked me again, back to the conversation. He asked me, he goes, okay, so you have books out and you know, what are your books about and stuff like that. He was just having, you know, he was catching up and making sure he knew the kind of people that are working at his school. And we ended that conversation, but actually we didn't necessarily end this conversation with this, but as I, you know, I, I gave him his answer. I started answering his questions. I told him all the books that I have out, which are, by the way, there are four books out right now. First one is Swiftly, Your Guide to Innovative Teamwork. Second one is Make Your Move, a unique guide into a unique look into boxing, dance, and entrepreneurship. The third one is the Move Swiftly Coloring Book. The fourth one is The Six-Figure Athlete, Turning Your Skills into Cash. Those are the four books that I currently have out, all right? And I ran him through that the same way I just told you. And he, he looks at me, he goes, man, you're, you're a really interesting guy. You're a really interesting guy. Cut. Cut, all right? I want to cut the conversation right there because amateurs, here's what an amateur would do. Here's what someone who doesn't have the experience that I have would do who hasn't been rejected, who hasn't actually kind of been through it, been and had these conversations with people who were quote, unquote, quote, unquote, thought I was interesting. or thought what I was doing was interesting. And here's what an amateur would do. An amateur would say, okay, so here's 50, pay me $15 right now and buy a coloring book or pay me $30. And I'll give you all, you know, somebody would try to just shove a price down his throat right now. This guy that's already giving me a job and giving me an opportunity, then we try to shove the product down the throat and make it so he pays for the product right on the spot. This is what a great, this is the wrong way of doing it. The next, once he told me I was interesting, here was the next thing I started to say. There's the next thing that the response that automatically triggered in my mind was, and when, when he said that to me, I said, Oh, you weren't in the interview because when I was speaking on the interview, when I, when I first got interviewed for a position, I was talking about all this. I was talking about a long-term plan with this school. I was talking about all the things that my brand and the books that I have out would do to benefit the school. If we can create reoccurring, reoccurring orders, if we can create some sort of a sports or fitness organization in which, you know, the, the, the participants are required to buy a certain amount of books every month and those books get donated to the kids we, you know if we can create opportunities in which we are mutually benefiting you know where uh, again someone's buying my book and then also not only buying my book they're also supporting the center with their donors and their and what the center's trying to do and if we can tie a knot create a deal in which we can tie not all of that stuff, your needs as the, the founder of the school and my needs as the author will all be, you know, we'll all have a win-win situation, a very lucrative situation for both of us. So that was my response. That's what I said to him after he said, oh man, you're an interesting guy. So immediately what, it, what, what I did, and this is all psychology, this is all sales experience, this is all me, you know, again, doing this show for as long as I've been doing this show, having the great conversations that I've, got, that I've been having for the past 10 years about the work I'm doing. This is all me understanding now. Yes, great. A lot of people are going to think I'm interesting, but how do I keep them interested? I keep them interested 
by making a effort, making a concerted effort, a, a valid effort towards understanding what his needs are, as opposed to him talking about my books and then automatically I try to charge him $15 for a coloring book. Well, what good is that going to do? How about we, he and I charge a donor $1,500 and then the books get donated to the actual school and then to the parents and then figuring out ways to do a series and then do more and then do, you know, how we can use these books that I already have and the fact that I'm already a teacher, how we could use that as leverage as we go out and we try to get more money for people to donate to the school and donate some sort of an athletic program and create upgrades to the facility. Do you see the point? Do you see the difference? All right. So as I close you out, as I close you out, I don't know what your specific situation is, but I do know you have ambition. All right. Because there's a certain thing that you need to have first and foremost. All right. This is, and this is a very important, this very important concept to grasp at grasp as I close you out. When you're moving forward and you're doing the, and you have this type of thinking, your ambition is a necessity. It's not a matter of, okay, there, there are certain situations in which ambition is, oh, it's, it's, it's important, but some people like to be realistic with their goals and all this other bullshit. No, when you're, when you're talking about this type of thinking, you have to have an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly huge, huge amount of ambition. You got to be thinking bigger. You got to be thinking bigger. Like, understand, I'm thinking bigger than selling Bob Hammond one coloring book instead of selling Bob Hammond one coloring book. Be it myself and Bob Hammond can sell about 50,000 coloring books given all of the things that he's already doing. And if I just attach my intellectual property to what he has in his school, now we can pull in, we can pull in donors that are ranging up in the millions and they would donate a great amount of money. So just to close you out, again, just to close you out, the conversation with myself and Bobby ended by him talking to me, being very transparent with me about the kind of people that come in and donate a huge amount of money to a center. And he started giving me details about this is what this one wanted. This is how this one heard about it. Someone cold called and gave us a check for a hundred thousand dollars right there over over a cold call just because of what they saw online you know and and it inspired me to say okay this is how we go from the interesting to now someone being interested so now what the work that i have to do on my end the work that i can control on my end is to focus my energy on putting together a presentation putting together a package putting together some sort of even if it's a contract whatever it is in which my books they see you know bob sees my books as a way of pulling in, pulling in more donors, more children, well, not necessarily, more children, more enrollments, more people who are enrolling to the school every single year. So we're able, we're able to mutually, and I'm going to keep saying that, mutually get better as we move forward. And that is a way of thinking. That is going to require you to be very ambitious. You cannot think in terms of, okay, if I made Okay, $80,000 a year, I'm going to be happy. You cannot think like that. You got to be thinking like, okay, let's make $80,000 per deal. Let's make $80,000 per actual contract or per actual deal. Let's, let's, let's set the bar on per, on the, on per, yeah, like, like I just said, per deal, per actual contract, uh, per actual 
transaction. That's the word I'm looking for. Let's do eighty thousand dollars per transaction, so people know. And now we can we can upgrade the people that we work with, and the people that we work with are in a different tax bracket and all that kind of stuff. And we're able to filter it out. And it all started with what one conversation between myself and the head of the school. And just, again, me not trying to sell them anything, me just being myself, me being my quote unquote interesting self every day. And now you can sort of work to find people that will become interested. All right. This is a big one, folks. This is a big one. And I know I might have lost a few of you as I was talking because it can become very complicated because it requires a very great deal of creative thinking and it requires a great deal of ambition. So if you do need to make sure you go and rewind this very episode because you will see how much dividends it's going to pay for you down the line when you have this lifestyle, when you create this lifestyle and you have this level of thinking, people are going to be attracted into your world or attracted into your world, which is the ultimate place. This is the place in which you eventually want to get to. You want to eventually get to a place where you're not needing to make a hundred different calls every day. You're able to attract business because of how interesting what it is you do, how interesting people find you. And you've been able to establish a process, nail down a process, nail down a strategy in which is going to take a person from You're now going to take people, you're going to take people to a place. You're going to take people to a place, all right, in which, yes, they think you're interesting, but you're going to establish a process. You're going to establish a strategy in which you can take a person from being interesting and make it so they are now interested. They're not interested in you over a long period of time, all right? Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. It's over, it's over, yeah I'm leaving, I'm gone I can't stay here no more, and I can't sleep on the floor Man I'm leaving, I'm leaving, you know I got my reasons Yeah I'm leaving, yeah I'm leaving, yeah I'm leaving I'm gone, I'm leaving, I'm gone Had to knock down the wall, yeah I swear to God that I'm gone I'm leaving I'm leaving, no looking back when I'm gone, no looking back when I'm gone, no more, 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 yes over, yes over. Yeah, I'm leaving, I'm gone I've been doing this wrong I've been here for too long I'm leaving, I'm leaving You know I got my reasons Yeah, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving I'm gone, I'm leaving, I'm gone I don't wanna miss the board I don't wanna sit and coach I don't wanna sit at home I gotta get where I'm going I'm 
afraid that I'ma die before I get where I'm going I know I'ma be alone, I know I'm out on my own I just gotta hit the road, I just gotta know the road I just gotta hit the road, I just gotta know the road I just gotta know the road Something is said and say that I just been out and bought from way back when I can't be out here on no layback shit I can't be out here on no layback shit You got something to say, then say that thing I just been out and bought from way back when I gotta get on the road, I gotta get on the road I ain't looking back no more, no, no, no No more, no more, no you to know how it went That's why I keep telling you over and over again Just let me go Just let me go, let me bring it home to you Just let me go, let me bring it home to you Now and forever I'll bring it home to you Just let me go, let me bring it home let me go, let me bring it home to you Let me go, let me bring it home to you Let me go, let me bring it home Now and forever, I bring it home to you Let me go, let me bring it home to you Let me go, let me